Hello. How you doing? So good. Hi. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and small home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rout, also a midwife at a small home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital, mostly out of because of COVID, and a birth assistant for their out-of-hospital practice with these two lovely ladies. And guess what? We're all drinking today because we are all off call at the same time. I can't remember the last time this has actually happened. I know. It's been a really long time. I'll look at my mic. And we're recording in Kimberly's bedroom because... um, there's the treadmill. There's the treadmill there's that a- her kid was sleeping on when she was trying to have sex, and she didn't yeah. notice her kid was sleeping on it. Um, and there's also a hurricane outside, so yeah. that's why we're not outside. It's raining. Yeah. It's raining balls outside. Um, that would be really so, unfortunate if it was raining balls, like <laughs> literal <laughs> testicles. Flap, flap. Can you like imagine? They'd be like laying on your shoulders. Ew. I, <laughs> so many gross feelings. I'd rather like, lay like rain balls than labia true that would just be like it would be like little hot dog buns (laughs) only your labia kim (laughs) speak for your own labia kim guilty (laughs) little hot there'd be like little snippets of roast beef falling from the sky for women's inner labia that's a terrible thing to say you've thought this through this is not the first time you've thought about this that's because i've heard men say my luck is so crappy if it were raining vaginas a dick would hit me in the top of the head (laughs) never heard someone say that is that an old southern virginia adage i don't know what it is what are we talking about today Uh, things that we've learned as birth workers apparently we're talking about how learned is that roast beef Rose raining labian testicles. No, what we've actually are talking about is nothing we just were talking about. We're talking about the things that we've learned at births, um, which might be that labia sometimes resemble tiny <laughs> hot dog buns. Let's I don't read. know. No, I really think Kim was referencing her own labia when she <laughs> said that. I don't know. I don't have the cute little roast beef labia. I have the hot dog bun labia. What is cute about roast beef labia? Nothing about that is They're cute. all cute. All vaginas are special in They're their own way. Special, all not necessarily cute. Okay, special. you need to read. Let's, let's read. That is one thing that we've learned, though, that all vagina are different and special in their own unique ways. Yes. Can we reword what we're doing today? We we're not you not can do what whatever we you want, Kim. No, oh, not what we learned from birth. No, we're what we have learned. Some things we have learned as birth workers. Yes. Some rules that we've set for ourselves or some things that we've learned uh, throughout the years. Yeah, because when you're a brand new birth worker, it's we're very naive and there's a lot of things we still don't naive. know. Yeah. Well, I think we all are still naive, but these are some of the things we've learned from our own personal life and experiences. Mm-hmm. True. It's true. So once it's we start true. talking, it will all make more sense. Motor boating. Sorry. <laughs> we really need to do, if we're all off call, quasi- I mean, yeah. there's Jen that we have to pay attention for her, but we should have a um, Rock of Ages night. Yeah, Ooh, let's do it. Oh, and tonight we're going to Crick Picking. Going to Crick Picking. Oh, so I'm so excited. excited. We're going to be off call. Dance and yes. dance and run around in the mud. It's going to be awesome. So that goes along kind of with what we've learned about birth work. Oh, yeah. The fact that your children don't know that that's what they're doing tonight. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> let me start with my number one. Yeah. My kids don't know we're going to Crick Picking's. 
well, Evie, really, it's her, she loves doing it. I don't tell my she kids. She has a boyfriend. She, there's a cute little They're Oscar-like so cute. kid there. That it she is kind of weird that he is literally little Oscar. just like him. Yeah, it's crazy. So I don't tell, they don't know we're going. I don't tell my kids anything that we are doing until we're actually doing it. Because so many times I've said, guess what we're doing? Last time, we're going to Crick Pickens tonight. And then I got called at five o'clock to go to that birth. And then we missed it. Well, that's right. Because you th- you were at like another birth and you're like, I can't go or something. And then you were like, wait a second. I actually can go. I think this mom's going to hold out. And so you went to eat dinner and you were like, all right, we're coming. And then as soon as you were about as to walk out As soon as I said we were coming. You got called out. Yeah. So I don't tell my kids we're going anywhere until we're actually on our way or getting in the car mm-hmm. or whatever. Or because... we've been there for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> because or... then we don't have to leave the second we get right. there. Right. <laughs> or guess what we're doing? I know we're already here. Well, still, let's just celebrate it. Because I just, the look on their faces and I don't want them to hate my job. So I don't like yeah. to say I got called. We can't go. So now I just like don't say anything. Or if I know I'm off call for the day, 100% we'll do like a fun day Sunday. I was going to say, I really loved what you did with them the other day where she like had them make a so we got called to a birth on her day off with the kids like their special day and so she had them make a list of like i think they went with 18 things right there were 18 that they wanted things. to do the following day but i do this a lot so if i get called over and over i'll say okay make a list and they'll make a list of i mean some of this stuff is ridiculous it's like water park you know, whatever but then we'll say okay go and then we mark off as we do them like every single thing and it might be something stupid like get a new shirt so we go to walmart we knock that out but it just makes me feel better as a birth working mom to do fun things with them anyway that's my number one does you always really try and like pack everything in when you have a chance mm-hmm. every you have your to. mom guilt is hard horrible so bad. but we've done so much in the last two days that like now sitting in my bedroom if they knock on the door i'll be like get out we've had enough fun for four families go <laughs> well, away i think that i've learned something kind of the op well it goes along with that but it's kind of the opposite it's like I know so many people who are not birth workers and they plan for things like weeks in advance and weeks be like, in I'm advance. going on vacation. They're like, I don't know what that means. Four months. And then they take the whole week before to like pack and get ready. Whereas I've gotten really good at like making plans at the very last mm-hmm. minute. So I mean, okay with yes. it. Like, and, oh, you randomly have two days off call that you weren't yeah. anticipating? Let's do it. Yeah. And so I, so it's like people will just be like, I didn't know you were going to the beach. I didn't know you were going camping. And I'm like, I literally decided three hours before I was yeah. going that I was going camping. Which is so much fun. And I just mm-hmm. throw stuff in a bag and go. You know yeah. what Terrence and I did? We got a huge Tupperware container and all of our camping stuff is in the Tupperware container. So whenever we can go, we just throw in the back of the truck and go. Ready, set, camp. It's go! awesome. And I've literally done that. Like I've gone out of the country before where I I was like, I'm waiting for this lady to have her baby, and then I think I can come if you're still there. And then she has her baby, and I remember one time I was at the hospital at a birth, and it was like eight o'clock at night, and I was calling my uncle because he books my plane tickets because I fly standby, and I was like, Can you can please you just brag a little book bit more, me please? to go to Mexico tomorrow? I'm at the hospital right now, just had the baby, booked my ticket for six in the morning, and I left the hospital, went home, slept for like three hours woke up i can also pack a bag in like 15 oh that minutes. is a gift you yeah. have a gift i'll wake up at 5 a.m yeah yep. throw a bunch of shit in the She'll bag probably be hungover also and still crushing that bag packing while yeah. doing hair of the dog while packing well that's what i did on the way to the trip to florida i was like that I'm car sorry, drive guys. was hilarious i drank so much i had to stop and crap like four yeah times. twice you guys literally we were barely making time and you guys when we stopped to shit twice yeah. I mean, I didn't have to poop. Did I? No, you definitely ran into shit. Okay. 
we guilty. Were, we did almost, it's right in front of my face. We did almost miss our flight that that time. Yeah, we we barely actually no. Made that's it. the opposite of what happened. We made really good time, and the guy doing security was like, "Can y'all calm down? Yeah. You're fine." And then yeah. we got free shots. So that's many right, free shots. Had tequila. Yeah, they were they, so they sweet. handed us out. Yeah, that was a, they handed us out. They handed <laughs> they handed out. Anyway, <laughs> they gave us a little airplane bottle. Yeah. I was gonna tequila. say you're the queen of spontaneity. It teaches us how to yeah. be spontaneous because we don't uh, we don't usually have time to like plan every little thing we're gonna do. So I wish we like... did. Or the opposite, we will say, "Hey, everyone, one year and three months from today, I'm going somewhere." Are we been yes. planning a girls' trip for how fucking long now? It's that well, hasn't that's, happened. It's gonna happen because we have it's to celebrate you. We have to have a bachelorette party. Yes, and we do. All the things. Can we tell? Can we? Is can there we, anything? You were, Meredith, you, is there anything you want to tell everyone in the I world? I believed it out of last week's podcast. Literally. Since, I mean, I feel like I thought we it was were so secret. obvious about it. People probably figured out. It was, um, Terrence and I got married. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we're hitched up. We kind of like each other. We're gonna all try alone. To make it they did it all alone. We all were not ourselves. there. We're not angry about it at all. No, because it's not about us. <laughs> <laughs> they literally are both Sorry. staring at me and choking <sighs> right now as they're trying to convince themselves that that's I'm not choking. Truth. I'm guzzling. They're saying beer. the things that they think they choking, need to say. I'm not choking. It's just raining testicles from the sky. And one <laughs> caught me in the throat. <laughs> right there in the jugular. Right here. Right. Not are so you much here. My betrayal is or the here. Same as you having a testicle stuck in your throat because that's brutal, y'all. <laughs> yeah, a hairy one. <laughs> No, we are very happy for you. <laughs> the happiest. Thank you. So happy. So anyways, the darker side of all of this, now that I'm married and everything. You're married. And what we aren't saying is that family can't always be first when you're Cannot. a birth worker. And you have to find people in your life who can like hold space for that. Who can deal with that. <laughs> That's And it's so hard. That's why marriage rates... Our s- divorce rates are so high. I was going to say marriage rates are so low, but it would have made <laughs> more sense to say divorce rates are so high. And so, like, I was thinking about when I was a new baby birth worker, and I think I've kind of told this story before, but it was like after my kid had been born, the first trip I was yes. going to stay out the night for yep. my anniversary, and I got called to a birth and ended up, like, not being there all night. Um, but then also you learn as well to set boundaries so if i had set a firm oh that's my number two yeah and we'll talk more about boundaries but if i had set a firm boundary i still have trouble with that because i feel i feel boundaries with your your with my clients like because i feel really like i owe not that i owe my clients but i'm so like i am committed to their birth and wanting to help them and be there with them but i have trouble making those boundaries for my life as well which is so important. So if I had been so like, important. this day's my anniversary and I need one night and you're going to have a backup, then that wouldn't have happened. But I hadn't set boundaries at that point. And I'm I still could, working on it 14 years. I, yeah. And I would say to you like, well, when you get to where I'm at, w- but we started together. So you're just a slower boundary setter. But I, I didn't am. set boundaries until recently either. You're still yeah. also still really bad at boundaries. Ken. I am. I am. But for work, I think I've gotten a lot better for for specific days that are important to me like i will yeah. block them off well, except for like- when i ask you to go to birth on your one day you asked off of the year and but i did that for you because you're <laughs> special and i love you but yes i was gonna say like even the hoot nanny that we took off for like months and months in advance but you were in a special predicament so yeah. because it was you i was not angry and we had so much. We had fun so on the much fun. Yeah. We did. There's but yes, boundaries are and so important. And when I when I watch other midwives, some of the ones I work with, 
Natasha's literally the worst. So if you're listening, you're literally the worst boundary setter I've ever seen in my life. That's she could be like she's sitting next to me. Yeah, and she could literally like be on her anniversary, you know, whatever. And I'm sure if someone called, she would walk off and talk to them. She doesn't That's know how to say no. That's literally what I just said I did. Yeah, well, you're the same then. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting. I mean, I guess we get to witness you improving, though. Yes. Yes. A little and bit. so, but it drives you crazy. So last year, I had just had it. So then I set very firm. Very firm boundaries. I am not available on this day. My phone is off. I don't care. It's not yeah. that I don't really care, but I have to disconnect from there, it. At some point for your mental health, you do. And I did set a boundary this week because um, I had a family thing come up. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking that you set a boundary. It ended up being really beautiful. I had a family thing come up and I was like, I'm leaving on this day to go do this family thing. And I did literally, She, the lady I was on call for had her baby while oh, I was leaving, she mm-hmm. texted that she she called you Meredith to say she was in labor one hour after Jessica said she was leaving. Yeah, yeah. and Kim got to go, and it was like a beautiful oh. redemption birth. So and I was like, like it, I was like, boundaries can the, actually work out better. I was like, what are the freaking chances, though? Like, can what? we say hi to her by the way? Because you know, know she's listening. Hello, I'm Hello. not going to say her you name. Know who hey, you are. D. Hey, you. I am so selfishly happy that Jessica went out of town and I got to be there to witness her being so amazing. So amazing. I'm feeling a little mixed up about it still. (laughs) Yeah, I know. She was upset about her glass. She was like, I didn't get my glass. We're like, I wasn't upset. Bitch, it's because you weren't there. No, I wasn't upset. I was just telling you I haven't gotten it yet. So we can't take a picture with all of ours because she she specifically texted me and said, don't feel left out about your glass. Well, that was nice. She's so thoughtful. Like she has a newborn baby and she's thinking about you and your glass. Like we got these tall, amazing glasses with Naked, naked women, women them. on them Love from it. a church yard that's sale. That's the funny part. They found them at a church what? yard sale. Like an old couple was selling them at a church yard sale. That's amazing. Mm. So when I drink my beer, I, I can fondle even... breasts at the same mm-hmm. time. I and love it's it even fun. more now. I tried to play a trick on Terrence. Where I was like, here, honey, hold this glass. And I was like, guess what's on it? But he caught it, a vision of it in the light. And he's like, it's naked women. I was like, I just wanted to <laughs> trick you by making fondle breasts unintentionally. Men know boobies it, immediately. They know right. when they're in like any What's one of yours? What's one of yours? Um, well, I have more along the theme of like sacrificing family. <laughs> go but on. we can move on from no, that. No, go on. No. Do a little bit you more You sacrifice your family? Because I think it's important for for people to hear that like well i think one of mine how much we do that matches yours too so i'll say it so mine was based on an experience i had where it's like don't drive home for the holidays even if you have backup because people get real crazy during the holidays and they might not show up if they say they're going to and so you wrote like make sure you have double backup oh so i think that's true especially for like holidays or like specific parts of the year like well if anybody having to wants... back up people is actually really reasonable but also really hard to do if anybody wants to know because p- clients actually get like will call me and they'll be like so i'm due right before thanksgiving i'm due on christmas how do you feel about that because there are birth workers who set Which a is very nice boundary them. on that so for anybody who wants to know i don't really celebrate any of the uh major holidays so i have mm. no problem i wonder i wonder what religion that would be i have no problem the great mystery of our podcast there's more than one <laughs> I have no problem with um, being back up for somebody or taking clients who are due around the holidays. Yeah, she is your girl. Summertime, not so much yeah. my jam. Could you get your... All the winter holidays, bam, I'll take them I all. I think you actually need to just reframe summer as your holiday and just summer accept that about holiday. yourself. You just have and one just big collective one. Yeah. 
That's a good idea. Could you get your license for midwifery so you could always be my holiday backup? Actually, I don't really celebrate you know them what? either. Maybe I will reconsider that. I've never thought about it before, yeah. but... You could be the holiday you midwife. Just, you could be the backup midwife. Yeah. That's actually... Actually, it sounds really nice. That's Nikki's plan, so don't steal mm-hmm. that from her. She's everyone's backup. But she lives far away. I was going to say, she'd probably she miss does. most of the births that we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, and I put that on there, like, um, like b- between boundaries and backups, like, it's imperative to, if you want to be a mother with no guilt, good luck. If you want to be a wife with no guilt, good luck. Yeah. But you is, have is that, to. Does that even exist possible. outside of birth work? I, I will say my marriage guilt has gone down. Okay. But my mother guilt will never go away. Yeah. It, it's gotten better, though. It has gotten better, but not. it will never go away. See, I don't have as much mother guilt. I don't know if it's because I'm with my kids like 24 time. hours oh, a day, every day. Maybe that's day. why mine is better. Maybe. I don't. Yeah, now your kids are home forever. You're welcome. Now that I also am a homeschooler. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a problem with that. I'd be like, I'd be like, so I'm around you guys seven days a week, 24 hours a day all the time i still sleep with my nine-year-old um so if i need to like jet off for a vacation by myself for a week i feel totally comfortable with that because i'm like i'm literally around you guys all the time yeah and they're are. old enough that like they don't need you at this point like super yeah. hardcore they're not young enough to like they're fine yeah. they'll make it they'll be all right they're, they need you emotionally but in terms of like their wellness they're doing a good they're job fine. we have zoom you know that's yeah. what they're telling everyone for covid you don't need real connection yeah you have zoom now. yeah you've got zoom you got it's, <laughs> i'm your zoom mom yeah can i share zoom can, mom. I share, Zumba. can i share one of mine that like caught me off guard yes. at the birth the other day that you was don't like, have Damn to it, ask. you know don't it be apologetic just just dive I wore in there a fucking v-neck shirt to a birth yes with an actual bra on if you have a sports bra on that's fine but i wore a v-neck with a bra rookie mistake the whole time and of course everyone's taking pictures her friend took pictures the entire time and bleep that out you bent i bent over the tub to do hip squeezes and i looked down and my shirt's literally gaping open and like the poor husband is right across Yep, that has happened to me. Like loose shirts, yeah. and shirts I know that are this. Short. Yeah, this is like rule number one as a birth worker: yep. don't wear a V-neck with a bra. But like, I just didn't think yep. about it. And, and she honestly caught me like, off guard. I didn't think we we're having a baby within the next hour. I'll be trying no, to I didn't like either. hold my shirt closed as I'm leaning over the tub. Well, like in every my single boobs every are single just picture, rolling out everywhere. Every single picture, I had my head down towards yep. my neck to try to like hide it with or, my head, or like shirts that are like. If you're standing up, they go down below your pants. But if you're bending over in really awkward positions, they're short. And so it's like your butt crack's going to be sticking out, which I know you guys love taking pictures of my butt cracks. Oh, I'm going to post butt shots. Yeah, let me post the, um, oh, can I tell what happened (laughs) with my camera? Oh, my gosh. That was one of my favorite moments, actually. (laughs) I took a picture of Meredith bent over the birth tub because that's what we do. Yeah. And I wanted to send it to Jess. I was so excited. I loved it. And then I went to get my phone and I was like, I'm going to send this picture to Jess. Look at this picture of Meredith's butt. And then it was my butt because she had stealthily <laughs> taken my phone and taken a picture of my ass bent over. And the I was best, like, ah. the best part about it so was then you both, both. The, the friend and the husband both knew at that point what we were doing. So they saw me doing it and they're like, <laughs> we will. I, we have to post those side to side. Yeah. yeah. I love our butt we picture. Can, 
Yeah, we, we get a butt picture of each other at every birth. And our poor clients know way more about our butts than they should because we are like, we're talking, they're like laughing at us doing it. We're like, oh my God, Jess has a wide ass too. We just have like really wide asses. <laughs> like, yeah. White does or Does anyone not? Well, both. Because yeah. there's no new <laughs> beaches doesn't? around here. There's so not. white and wide. Yeah. Unfortunate. For sure. Yes. We have, we all have very voluptuous behinds. Speaking of that, I have seen doulas. Yeah, I can't think of a midwife who's done this, but um, new like newer doulas, maybe they don't know this rule, but you cannot wear thin, stretchy pants because you oh. will bend over. Did you make awkward eye contact with me when you said that? Because I've done that. You can. See I don't remember them. you ever doing. I this. used to wear these really thin, stretchy pants to premiere oh, all the time. I do. Yeah, but you, I couldn't see through them. But then okay. when you you can't see through them until you bend over, and then you can see through them, and it's like oh god, like. And and then if you take a picture with a flash, all you see is panties. But, that's like when you hope but, that the birth room's just gonna stay really dark. That's the whole thing no about stretchy know. pants though, is that like you you really can't tell on yourself if you can see through stretchy pants. Nope. I had that happen. And you recently. can't ask a man. Because I had a pair of stretchy pants I had been wearing to the gym. I had been running around town in them, like and they're just these are just like stretchy gym pants. And my sister comes over one day and I'm standing on the porch and she goes, I can literally see your entire ass and what color your underwear is. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've been wearing these like literally everywhere. No one has told me. Well, I'm OK, so like for I, this now that I know before I leave the house, I'm like, hey, Terrence, like, is this like too thin stretching? He's like, no, they look good. I'm like, I need you to turn off your Terrence filter and turn on, turn on like your normal human filter. Like, can like, you they see look my good? ass right now? They look and good he's and like, no, they look good. Ass? And then I'll like go out and people will be like, uh, girl, I can see your ass. Thanks, I'm like, Terrence. damn it, Terrence. Like, so don't ask a man. Like, I you need a, to find somebody else. Who I, just don't wear, I just don't wear stretchy pants to births. But I just make, don't do it. You're I really did. the only person I know anymore that wears nice clothes to births. I like wearing nice clothes. I just like I I'm comfy in jeans. But I, know, I mean, I did make the it. mistake of not p- packing extra clothes for the hoot that nanny is. when we knew we could get called oh, to a birth. Oh my god, so you, good. you wore your, your cutoffs the you, whole time. You're, they were like slutty cut they were my slut jeans. They're so they're tiny. not that bad. So short. They're really not that bad. My butt cheeks literally like no, fall they weren't. Out the they were not falling out. You were fine. It was very close. The only reason they weren't falling out is because your butt isn't saggy. <laughs> And then, and then, of course, they're the clients who are going to like videotape their, their whole birth, vlog their entire birth. So entire I have this birth. entire beautiful birth video of me where I kept forgetting the cameras like behind me. And then there's a couple when it's literally just a screen of my butt in short, short jeans. Kim didn't have to work for that one. You just gave it to her. Or what about I, you when just I was bending that. over in that awkward position? And they were videotaping from behind, and I was like rubbing her back, and they're like, "Is like, well, were we looking at this mom laboring, or are we looking at Jessica's ass?" But I was looking at your ass. I also true, was looking actually. at. I was horrified. I was like, "Oh my god, no! I wish I changed." Did we get to share that video yet? <laughs> yeah. I did share it. Yeah, okay. I shared it. Um, I, I have a story. <laughs> I have a super <laughs> sharing Lyndon Tree stuff. Well, I shared about it birth. on Facebook, but I didn't share it on Instagram because I didn't have it was sent to me on Facebook Messenger. So I wanted to say before we go to break, because um, after break, I want to talk about like the things we've learned about labor and actual birth. But I wanted to say before we go to break, like another thing that I've learned is that you can't be a birth worker and have another job or it's very difficult to be a birth worker oh, and yeah. have another job. Because how many times have we been like, well, we're really slow at this point. We should in time. start bartending. Maybe we'll be, yes. maybe we'll bartend for we've a couple We've talked about this. Week. 
but there's no other job that understands no. where if you have to be like, oh, I know I was scheduled a five to ten shift tonight and I need to go to a birth now. Wait, can I do a shout out, though? Yeah. To the Little Grill Collective. Little Grill, not Little Girl. That happens a lot. Little Grill Collective in Harrisburg, Virginia. Was this on an island? No, this was in Harrisonburg. <laughs> Kim. I know it was a bad joke. You're the worst. <laughs> Alice and I were both baby birth workers and working at the grill to make money. You told the story. The four in the morning. I just wanted to say before you told the long version that we did this. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to do a long lot of version. People I was just remember it though. So just I was go, just dive gonna, into it. All I wanted to say was the om- they were so supportive and I missed so many shifts because of births and they pulled me inside and were like you're gonna lose your job if you don't get your shit together but we also honor that what you're doing is really awesome and we want to support you so like just let's figure it out and so the only way that i made it through was because alice and i would share shifts after births oh yeah and you guys would go in and you had a little partner exhausted you had help but i would never do that as much as i daydream about having like a bartender job or something where i can make a couple or actually a shit ton of money hopefully probably more than what we make right (laughs) now yeah as much as i daydream about that the stress of like being on call and having another job is not worth it it does not sound fun <laughs> it does not work out it sounds like it would have my guilt firing from all different angles no the only reason it worked is because i worked with beautiful humans who all became friends yeah <laughs> so yeah you can't really have another job so does Cannot. anybody have anything about life in general that you've learned from uh, i think most of my stuff is about birth actually so right. it can be for afterwards all right so let's go to break and um oh i wanted to do a little bit of a shout out real quick before we go to break we got a beautiful email from um, oh the italian email yeah we got a beautiful email from a, a lady in italy who's listening to our podcast and enjoying it so i just want to shout out um to um avi avi i don't know how you pronounce your name but I'm so glad you sent us an email and also anyone else out there. If there's something that you enjoy about our podcast or something that you'd like to hear us record about, send us that. Send yeah, us we your love ideas. stories. We love we ideas. We love. So thank you for sending that email, Abby. Abby. It's and, probably um, Abby because we she's really, really appreciate it. it. Italian. And, and what about Barcelona all of a sudden, too? No. Yeah. Hey. Our top listened countries were, well, we had the town in iowa this week council and bluffs which we're also saying we had again. um italy and greece. italy and greece we're oh. our top our top cities yeah so yeah we're international baby but let's go to break yeah baby cue the music oh yeah so the sponsor for today's episode is me jessica mckee doula services I provide doula services for people that are birthing both in and out of the hospital or in a birth center. I've heard the misunderstanding a couple times that I only provide doula services to Linden Tree clients. And I just wanted to clarify that I am providing doula services no matter who or where you're giving birth. Uh, Currently during the coronavirus pandemic, I'm a little limited on hospital clients due to not being allowed in some hospitals, but there are still some Northern Virginia hospitals that are allowing doulas. So give me a call or email me. Um, You can also look up my Facebook page, Jessica McKee Doula Services, and contact me through that or any Linden Tree or Wine About Birth emails. Um, And we can set up a free consult and talk about what it means to have doula support at your birth. Back to the episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. 
was it? I feel like if Jess can pull herself together, then I should be able to pull myself together right now. It was pretty delightful. That was super. It was like afternoon delight. I was laying on my back and pretending to ride a bike for a while. You were. I'm really glad that you found bike riding in your life because I think it brings you a lot of joy. Yeah. I pointed my toes so it looked sexy. It did look really good. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And those those jeans, especially. I was checking you out. Mm-hmm. These are my American Eagle jeans. I know. I remember. I remember you saying you went to American Eagle jeans. I was like, I couldn't even do that when I was in middle school. No, I was a size eleven in American Eagle mm-hmm. in middle school. Mm-hmm. That's how I would probably their be size like so small at this point. Yeah, I'll take a forty-two hey, in yes. women's. <laughs> Stop fat shaming yourselves. Um, nah, I'm just shaming American Eagle jeans. You guys are fucking hot. So <laughs> we are hot. So we're back from our break, and so we talked about the things that we've learned in life from being birth workers and now we want to talk about the things that we've learned about birth i have one go i don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) amen to that i think that's the biggest thing is that no matter how long you're doing this you you, actually never know anything (laughs) you know some things but it's like there's always that thing that doesn't fit into the thing you know sorry there's a chicken behind you (laughs) But I was, that was one of the things I wrote on my list, um, like how things usually go in birth versus the outliers and how to talk to expecting parents about that. That's exactly what I wrote on my list because it's like, well, you've talked about this when it comes to my mom's birth class. Yeah. So it's like for most people, transition is the shortest part of labor. So we help people prepare for transition and how it intense it is by you're saying like you're almost there how intense it is you're almost there is the shortest part of labor and we'll say like what for 85 percent of people i'd say even more than that more 90 percent it that is the shortest part of labor and you are almost there and you probably do only have 10 more contractions until you're starting to push and then there's the outliers <laughs> kim is just staring at you right now like do not perpetuate that exactly that's what i'm talking about no, yeah i agree like, you can perpetuate yes. the things versus like like there's some people will be five centimeters and their baby will be here like four contractions later yeah and then there's some people who will be stuck in nine centimeters for seven hours or 12 yeah or more yeah. so i don't know anything But then it's like, then you have the struggle as a birth worker on how to talk to your clients about this. Because if you say that. The vaguest terms possible. You're going to scare the shit out of them. I always say on average and statistically, this is what happens. But it could go either way. Go faster or longer and nobody knows. I feel like almost every time after talking to clients. I like when you said faster and longer. Yeah, you did. I feel like every time I walk away from talking to a client, I'm like, I just literally said nothing. Yeah. I said nothing. I, I said the it. vaguest thing humanly possible. And then they get to decide confusing. how they want to handle because it. Because we talk all the time about how like your preparation and the things you do affect people's labors. Because if you freak someone out about something, it's going to make that bad thing happen. And if you make people feel comfortable, it's more likely to go. And then you have those weird outliers where it's like no one can really prepare you for that. And, and I think birth prepares you for that. Like it puts you in a space where you get through it anyway. But it's just like, it's so hard to talk to people about it. Be like, usually this is what happens. So you can head to the hospital when your contractions are like this, this, and that. And then it's like, but sometimes that's not true. And you might also still be in labor for 48 hours. And you think it would get easier after someone has a baby because at least they have some kind of concept. But then their second birth, third birth, fourth birth could go completely different. Yeah, they're 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 the outliers usually. 
I have another one that goes that goes along with I know nothing. Yeah. And that is that Jess and I, for one, I know, and I, I'm not sure if Meredith has gotten here yet, but Maybe we not. do not, and I repeat, do not celebrate eight centimeters. No, and we've <laughs> said that before. How many Have clients... you decided to stop celebrating eight centimeters yet? I think in my heart I want to, but I can think of multiple examples where like... No. Yeah, it was not what I, I thought it was so going to be or like what we thought it was going to be. Of people who get to their birth space at like and they get checked and they're like, you're seven or eight centimeters. And it's like, well, you did this so fast. The first part of it, this is amazing. And then it's like 40 hours later. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that when they're stuck at eight, that is that is the worst place to get stuck. And that those were my longest like our Thanksgiving mm-hmm. labor. Who's... Those are the moms that you have to put into those ridiculous positions that you yep. would never, ever wish upon anyone's nope. like, no. torture rack. But and, how like, do you mm, as you a birth provider so communicate that that could happen and prepare people for it we so don't. that they're not flicking poo water in your eye? Nope. <laughs> I just celebrate outwardly. I'm like, oh my gosh, you are amazing. You're seven to eight centimeters. You go. Because at and that, that point, point you Jess. have to be hopeful and then you, and then reality hopeful. kicks in and you just like deal with it as it goes. Yeah. You were, we did a group text where I was like, well, she's eight and you said... Yeah, and Mary, uh, Jess goes, stop celebrating eight centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not learned your See, lesson? Though, I the think shit that could diff- still hit the fan. I think the problem with that is like, I will always be the most hopeful person. I know. <laughs> so I don't know. That's I don't know. I don't know. And then I pushed it to, I don't even celebrate birth anymore. I nope. celebrate yeah. the placenta. Celebrate not the even placenta. that. Once they are discharged from care, then you can celebrate. Then I feel safe to celebrate that all went well. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, it's just so weird because you can have most people fall into this pattern and it's like, and that's why I send those texts so often where I'm like, well, my gut is telling me this is happening, but my brain is telling me this might be happening and I really don't know what's happening. So you're either going to get here and she's going to be about to push out her baby or she's going to be one centimeter. I don't know. It could be anything in between. My favorite thing about that, though, is Kim always walked into a space and is like, this is what's going to happen. I'm yeah. always right. And I just look at her and I'm like, you're probably right. But you also acknowledge that shit never <laughs> goes the way you on want it. it so I always backtrack. Though. She backtracks. Kim's <laughs> like, she's like a peacock. <laughs> I'm like looking at her peacock art right now. She I puts really her present, tail feathers out. I present like no she's other. Like, this is what's happening she's like, right now. And I'm going to get there. And she's like, I'm pissed off at you. This lady's laughing right now. And I'm like, <laughs> baby 20 minutes later bam i was right and, and then i'm be- like you were right you were right Watch and then it. i become like a, a cockfight right now like kaka, kaka. Yeah. you're usually I mean, right. right i don't know there's sometimes i'm not like like i, I, was- I can't remember you being wrong though no. at a birth so there was that birth we went to though where <laughs> the mom it was my second birth with the mom and she was having contractions. Kim's playing with her cock right now. And it was literally like she was having contractions ten. eight to ten minutes apart. And so like I was like eight to ten minutes apart. Everything in my brain is like you're in early labor. But then she'd have a contraction and it would be like, holy like transition. shit. Transition. Those are the ones that get me is might, when they have babies. She might be in transition. Six and to so, ten minutes. And so I literally text Kim and I'm like. So when she's not having contraction, I think we're in early labor. When she has a contraction every eight to ten minutes 
I'm like, we might be pushing out a baby soon. So I really don't know what to tell you. And I feel very responsible for telling you what's really happening. But we don't know anything. So I'm just going to tell you what's what's happening right now. And then all of a sudden, mom's like, I'm pushing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we don't know anything. You about called me her. that night and you were like, hey, so she's pushing. And I was like, who's pushing? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know she was in labor. No, you did know she was in labor. What? Yes, you did. You just slept through the text message. Oh, I slept. I was sleeping. No, you knew I'd been t- I'd been communicating. Oh, with before you. I went to bed. And then and then you ended up. I was like, yeah, I think you should come because she had like a two minute contraction. I was like, it really feels intense during these contractions. You're like, I'm on my way. And then right after that two minute contraction, it was like pushing. Oh, yes, that's right. And then like you you actually made it, and she had a baby. She's about to have another baby right now. We're so excited for you. What is another thing about birth? Let's. Um, All right, next. So, I don't have an X. You go. I just said I don't know anything. I don't celebrate eight centimeters. I feel like placentas is like one of the things I continue to. Yeah, take you away wrote from something birth. about about placentas <laughs> on like, there. Please try to say something. Say anything, anything at all. I feel like placentas. I get more and more used to them. The more like encapsulate them, and like I'm like, oh, this is. I don't know. It's like it is still weird to be like cooking a placenta in your own kitchen. But yeah. like I keep getting normalized to them. It's super normal in our community. Yeah. But I forget that other people don't think it's normal. And so like placentas are still one of my number one conversation starters. Like at any event. Yeah. If you talk about placenta. Everyone's super into talking about them. Oh, and people love talking about it. Love talking placentas. about them. But on a side note on that, when you first became a birth worker, you were completely freaked out by placentas, Kim. Oh, when I started as a student, I couldn't even, it was like, they literally made you gag. Oh yeah. I would absolutely <laughs> gag. It was horrible. And I now like, you like I, worship them. You like bow to them. Yes. Like, yes. I couldn't do it. So it was my first year as a student that I decided I was going to face this, whatever it was. And I made myself play with every placenta that came out. I would sniff it and play with it because it, because it. it was she the sniffed, smell. Sniff the placenta. Yes, yeah, the smell. smell. I would be just it's a very irony. Earthy yeah, smell. it was yeah. so awful. So I would just like play in them, all of them. And Nora would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just familiarizing myself with this placenta. Well, actually, that leads into my other thing yeah. <laughs> that I've learned, which Jess isn't going to agree with this one. Yeah. But I am of the opinion, if you think you don't need to shower after birth, you probably still need to. Why do you think I won't agree with that? Because you don't shower after birth. Me? I also don't agree with you. You, I know you You guys have... There's been multiple times that you've told me that you don't shower after birth, and I hear you. Oh, like our clients don't. No, no. you guys don't. Like, oh, no, as birth workers... I think so. What oh, I've noticed, us, us yes, shower after yes. Birth. So, like, no, what I've right noticed is if I go to even if I go to birth that's like super clean and nothing happens, yeah. I smell like I've been at a birth. You smell weird, yeah. You start to you give off hormones. Yeah, that is tr- that's your true. hormones like vibe out or something, and then like you smell weird, like birth. I agree oh. with that. I just think that I. It's not that I don't think I need to take a shower. It's just that um, you don't, I don't care have about that anymore. Time for it. I don't know. I don't know what that what that is. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I just didn't. like sometimes you're so exhausted, like that's you just don't. It. Oh, I definitely go home and I go right to bed. I don't shower. I yeah. I just have not gotten used to that yet. Like those hormones happening yeah. and like me smelling like birth, even when it was like perfectly fine and I didn't even do anything. Like I can't handle that. Well, I don't think talk- I smell like birth. Well, you don't I don't experience. Maybe we're no. maybe we're a little bit like 
we get used to it and so but it's no it's definitely a thing and i think probably to other people it is but it's like let's talk about what we've learned about the smells of birth so it's like sometimes you can tell where a mom Mm -hmm. is in labor just by the smells you're smelling that the birth we just went to like you were saying like it could have gone either way and it was like, meh. And it's smells. not even a smell. And the tub does She's, not help. The tub makes it worse, She's, I feel like. She didn't smell bad. She just smelled no, like no, she was bad. about to like take. It's not, it's not a smell you can describe to people who haven't smelled it, but it's a very distinct hormonal smell that comes out of people right before they give birth. Yeah. It smells like amniotic it's like, fluid. It's like it earth and like, iron and like all those things you just, just described. It's very, you're right. And we probably do give Vibe off out. a scent from that i'm glad you're saying that because i felt a little self-conscious saying this because i didn't know if that was a thing for people because you you're saying you don't experience that i don't sm- so i'm curious if other birth workers she's experience hard that of smelling too. i am hard of smelling i don't smell things but you would very think well. that you're oh that's true i was gonna say you think your body would still vibe out potentially but it could so maybe i'm noticing it yeah i just might not be noticing it but i notice different smells in women like if i'm doing a hip squeeze I can tell by the way what by everything I'm smelling, it, which sounds so creepy and disgusting. It does. But, but our I'll say like our she's first sensation like the head is coming down. Like I know the head is coming down. I can tell yeah. the head is coming down. I can tell she's about to push, and I can't say to the and dad when they're like, like, "How do you know that?" Like a poop smell I or smell like it. any <laughs> smell we can. Yeah, I've never smelled it any other time. It's just it's a it's a hormone smell that you don't get any other time sounds so weird i know it really does we sound so creepy it sounds creepy to me like the way it does when my husband says like i can smell you're ovulating but we talk about how we smell we're ovulating all the time that's true but to me i'm like ooh, that's gross and he's like (laughs) (laughs) panting like a dog yeah so it's just i don't know maybe we maybe it's just like weird birth worker thing the other birth worker's like yeah i got you i hear that yeah or maybe not maybe we're just weird no we're not weird it's definitely not weird i've read about it in articles oh, so okay well that. if someone wrote about it then it has, it has to, be, to real. be real it has to be true i saw it on facebook i didn't so yeah we get to there are certain moms like you were just talking about that are either two centimeters or 10 yeah and you can't really tell, you can't tell yeah it's yeah. like a whole group two or 10 i don't know and i'll yeah. always text you guys and so for me that's easy i'll just check them but for home birth clients, that's not so much an option because they don't want to be checked. Yep. Kim so really I, wanted me to check this last mom and I didn't, well, I didn't even think want, about offering I didn't, it. I didn't want you to because I knew that would go against everything that like is her birth, mm-hmm. you know? But in my mind, I was just like, oh, I wish we could know. Like, yeah. I just well, wish just I could curiosity. see. It's fun to know. I wish I could see a cervix yeah. from the outside so and, I knew what was happening. And we're going to tell her birth as the birth story of the week, right? Yeah. I also want to talk about something I've learned from attending births. Like, um, so I'm very sensitive to my own ovulation, my own hormones. Like, and what we were talking about smells reminded me of this is that the birth <laughs> hormones, just like like we tend to sync up on our cycles or whatever if we're around each other enough the birth hormones are so powerful and they like sync up too so if i go to a birth and i'm either a about to start my period or 
be about to ovulate like do it it kicks it into gear but not even just do it like if i'm about to ovulate and i go to a birth i will ovulate and it will be the most painful ovulation i've ever had like i've gotten into my car and i've just leaned over my steering wheel and been like holy shit i need no ibuprofen (laughs) like what is why is this happening it's like you were just at a birth your body just got pushed into like high gear and the same thing for if i start my period it'll just be like why am i in so much pain right now i started um i had a 23 day cycle this month started at the birth i think i was so emotional at her birth yeah and i don't I don't feel emotion. I, like, I don't yeah. feel emotion. She like, walked into the house people... and almost started crying. So I was like, holy shit. What is What's happening? Our emotion, our emotion expresses itself through our bodies because we can't feel it in our hearts or our eyes. We just fart or, yeah, or I ovulate. I don't fart. I you ovulate. You do not fart. <laughs> You're weird. You're like my mom. You know what I do? I do poop, though. You do poop you do at every We birth. get texts about that a lot, too. Yes. I tried to start a new thing to go along with our butt pictures of a selfie while pooping, but none of you have done that at a birth yet. <gasps> oh, my yet. God. I... Have you taken a poop selfie? Yeah, I took a poop selfie at... Um... I feel like I'm going to back to our shared I don't images remember. now. So my favorite thing to do while I'm at a birth, if you guys are not there, or even if you are there and I'm in the bathroom, is to send... I send, like, oh. having a real bridesmaids Yes, moment. we always send bridesmaids Right gifts. now, because yeah. the bridesmaids, where they're trying the wedding dresses and they all get food poisoning. That's above and beyond so most referenced. I film. recently did the Reface app. It's like everything on oh, Facebook. Yeah, you, t- you should share those, actually. I don't know if I can. You totally should. So Reface. Those are amazing. Hates my face. Like every, every single thing I do that I do Reface on, I look like a legit monster. I don't, I don't think, think that's true. Or I, I look like my true. dad. I'm like, do I look like this? I'm in looking real at life? it right now, and it is. I'm like, do I look like this in real life? <laughs> so I refaced my face over the bridesmaids pooping scene because I thought it would be really Here, funny. I'm for, just gonna, sh- I'm just gonna we'll pull share it up that. For us. I thought it would it's be really so funny <laughs> for when we're at births, and this is actually. Can happening. you go ahead and put that on our Instagram? Yeah. That would be great. Oh my thing. god, it's literally the of worst thing. All the times that I've asked you not to post something, and that you've done it. It's anyways, literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me. You'll have to wait and do it after we release. Also, you guys, we have one. a 384 shared content thing. <laughs> Sweet. Since nice. I got this new phone. Yeah, we don't ever stop texting. No. Okay, never so where texting. are we at now? Let's move I have, forward. If we have I time for another one, I have another one. Do one more, and then we'll go to our birth story of the week. This it's is one time. that, um, actually, this is really enjoyable. You guys should scroll through our shared content because okay. it's hilarious. I do that sometimes when I'm bored um, for, for shiggles. Um, one of the things that Kim has taught me that I feel like a lot of people are surprised by is Kim has taught me the value of pushing on your back. Oh, that's, that's like your one. power place. Like that's you where you rock out. Explain your what best midwife life, like us doing counter pressure on someone's back. No, 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 no. no. no so like, I feel like when we're I know babies, what you mean, oh, but can you describe like, rebozoing and getting babies under pubic bones? I feel I'm, like when we're baby birth workers, we have this idea that it's like pushing on your back is like the antichrist bad. or something. Yeah. And and because that's of what pe- they make you do in the hospital, so that's why you do home birth is so you don't have to do what they make you do in the exactly. Hospital. But there are very specific situations. This is also something I've definitely learned where pushing in that position does works when other positions mm-hmm. aren't like we could be like squatting hands and knees like on the 
the hammock and the pool, like oh, yeah. runner's do you lunge. Re- do you remember how you felt the first time I made one of our joint clients do that? Because no. you could not have been shooting me bigger daggers than you were. I think that was your own guilt. Nope, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it was. No, you were not happy until well, it I started. Remember. I don't remember. It, I do. So. Because when you look at me with hatred, I don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Part of my soul dies, and I'll never get it back. Well, obviously, I forgot it because I don't know what you're talking <laughs> well, about. Well, it doesn't hate you anymore because it worked. Because you started out with the or 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 <laughs> we could have you squat beside the bed, and I'll stand on the bed, and you can pull on the rebozo that way. Oh, did I do that? Yes, you did. As you do <laughs> when you don't like something that I'm saying, and you can literally. And when not... I hear that, I'm like, ooh, increased risk of tearing. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I don't know about that. Birth stool, no, thank you. But anytime I say something that you disagree with, but you literally cannot contain it, or... you'll go, or <laughs> we could stop talking. Stop it right now. Stop it. Did you then shoot me daggers back? No, she probably did this. I smile. <laughs> I love right. you. Okay. That point that you do when you're really annoyed, but you're like still trying to be a friend. So what, like, was my mom just then like, <laughs> I am actually super tired, so I'll lay down. And then it worked. No. I don't no. know who it was. I don't remember. I just remember you going, or like gets to the point where she's like rebozo and let's do this there's not other options no yeah. no and it's time it it's made me time. feel so good because you pointing this it's like a move it's a move katie calls it the kim move i know i it's must your have, checkmate I, it's, it's my checkmate and so and it, oh it almost always it works. almost it, always if works. it doesn't work i will say the only time it hasn't worked that mom the moms have had cesareans yeah like i know that if it's gonna work it's gonna work so yeah the other day um katie was at a birth with another midwife and she said she she was saying like oh it's a v-back mom and we've been pushing for this long like i just want to do the move yeah. and and I said, well, does she not know the move? And she said, no, no, we're doing it now. So the midwife was just trying to allow for a more natural yeah, position. Yeah. And that's what but you do, too. That you baby came out 18 minutes it. later because then I started stalking the Aww. client. Kim. You're like, oh, the Kim move? Is it working? It oh, worked. Yeah. And I you know what? Work. I have come to realize that that move is a thing because I had a hospital client who was a and we went to the hospital and I was like vibing really good with the nurses. And I was like, what if we try this? Yes. Yes. They're like, and then after the birth, they pulled me aside and they're like, are you just a doula? And I was like, I just know the move. It's a move. <laughs> it's called the Kim. They're like, we were like, they're like, we were putting money down that you're like a nurse. You're something else. See, because okay. you're amazing. And I was like, well, I'm not a nurse. I feel I'm like a that happens everywhere you And go. I'm a doula. But, and they're like, yeah, you knew way too much to just be a doula. Okay. Yeah. But That's they were weird. vibing with me really well. Some doulas are just that special. And we got her baby out. And you did. It worked. It worked. Yeah. So I feel it like we keep calling it the move, but maybe we should talk about what it actually is. Well, we've talked about it a little bit, but it's like, it's when you put a person like on, on their back. They're on in the Mc, the they're essentially in Mick Robert's position. Yes. Yeah. But the With important their legs part open. is and that their, their entire both. butt is dropped off the edge yeah, of the bed. So their it tailbone, doesn't work if they're not dropped so off the edge. So their tailbone can drop down and the baby's head has room to drop down under the tailbone. It works for low pubic, pubic bone, bone. Yes. moms. So I also can... want to say too, though, it's not just the low pubic bone moms that it works for. It's the moms who've never pushed before who are having a hard yes. time recognizing the power of their push yes but but the difference for me that i found 
um, in what you're saying is that if it is a first time pusher that doesn't have a low pubic bone, it works on the bed. Yeah. They don't have to drop their right. bottom. Right. It's but more if just it's, like guiding them in yes, that and knowing yes. where to push. But if it's yeah. a low pubic bone mom, their bottom has to be dropped mm -hmm. off the bed or it doesn't work. We should take a picture of us doing this and post it so that other birth workers and doulas can try it. You guys Good can do that. I have a skirt on. Dear. Good idea. What? It, what? So? Do you want me you to be could a, be a puller? Mom? And I also want to say that when that's happening to you, um, as it, the person... It's awful. It doesn't feel good because it increases the intensity so much because, so it's much because it's working. Like if you've had a baby that's like sitting up above your pubic bone and all of a sudden it's working and that baby's head is moving down below your pubic bone. Like yeah. that is not fun. No, it is not fun. And but a lot of moms like push against that recommendation. Cause like, well, they, they I don't want to have a baby they tighten up against on my it. back in a bed. Yeah. Cause they've got that idea, but also because it is working. But that's the thing is that once you get the baby past that point, once the baby's head is under the pubic bone, they can get in any position they want right. to actually deliver Most of their baby. And then they don't want to move. But yeah. I should add that in. Things that I have learned as a birth worker are that all of the things I went into birth work with, wearing my rose-colored glasses, such as don't push on your back. Actually, don't push at all. Breathe your baby down. Like, I have learned that sometimes you have to fucking push yep. like there's no tomorrow. And, and sometimes, sometimes breathing your baby down is the most amazing thing you could possibly do. And right, it's right, right. But it's just everyone is different. So we have to be more open-minded. Not all babies get breezed into yeah. the world. Like, some people have to work have for to it work. And I harder think, than they ever thought. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from birth is that if you go into a birth with, like, hard and fast rules, like, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, that usually that works against you. And, and I feel like that almost sounds like the nurse thing where it's like, if someone comes in with a birth plan, they're going to have a cesarean, but that's not my, that's not my thought on it. Cause I think birth plans are super like helpful and important and like knowing how a you feel about certain things. Um, but it's like when it comes to like, the idea like I'm never going to push on my back or I'm never going to do this or I'm never going to do that. And not that you should be forced into that, but if it becomes a tool that's helpful, then it's like we don't understand birth enough to discount anything that happens. And so it's yeah. like finding that weird melding of mm -hmm. like respecting mom's wishes and talking to them way and that they feel respected while also helping to enable their babies to come out and, and being clo as close to the way that they wanted it to happen. Yeah. And being flexible. Yeah. And when it comes to like things like that position or like all those things you're saying, my, my big thing is I will ask a mom because you know, when they're in that moment, they're done. Yeah. Like yes. they're done. They don't want to do it anymore. Their they're brain is completely because you're right. They're Usually exhausted. you've like tried other things other first things. to get there. Right. So we'll try whether it's that, you know, rebozo pushing or the squatting and I'll get in the mom's face and or say, like making a mom get a leg up in the top. What, right, right. Whatever it is. And I'll just get face to face. Or if we can't get face to face, I'll say, listen, is this working? You know better than I do. Mm -hmm. Tell me if you can feel this is working. If you know this is working, if you feel your baby moving down, I'll keep doing this. If you don't feel any change, we need to do something else. Yeah. And they're so done. They're going to be honest. They're going to say, I don't feel mm -hmm. anything. In which case we do something else. something else. But it, that's yeah. why it's so important to have a good relationship. And yeah. yeah and to feel and like trust with each other. experiences of their own births. Like yes. we, a lot of 
people don't do that. For Sometimes their we tend to trust our own experiences of birth more than the woman who's going through yeah. the actual right. thing. So you have to like step back and, and humble yourself always and say, you mm-hmm. tell me, you tell me how you feel. I think that's because moms have trouble voicing it in that moment because their brains are again, totally like turned off. So it's like, she just might say Maybe. like, baby coming and it might be like you know it's just, it's just you have to just like learn how to speak that language yeah of what they're saying because they can't be like well when i put my leg up it felt right it's a little bit different but not or like they might be so or... overwhelmed by sensation exhaustion that they're yep. like literally i can't tell what i'm feeling it's just feeling exactly. something everywhere. everywhere and you have yeah. to like be able to like at least understand somewhat what they're going through to like understand yeah. what that means my favorite Completely. response if we're doing the rebozo pushing because it's wrapped around me and you know they're holding it and i'll say <laughs> listen if this isn't working we'll do something else and they'll go Ugh! and they'll grab it yeah. and start pulling like they, so don't they, even, they don't even they don't even answer it's like a primal like they grunt at me yeah they grab and they make eye contact and i'm like hold on tight because and this like, is gonna be a good one i don't even care if i pull you into my vagina at this point because it's fucking working yeah yes <laughs> exactly yeah this baby out of my body we trust you and you trust us and then you know we go we go for it so if we're going to do our birth story of the week we have to do it now let's do it it. all right it won't be super detailed but the irony is that this birth story is the opposite of the rebozo total opposite (laughs) yeah okay so let's talk about our birth story of the week so excited i think kim and i are gonna double team this one yeah so this was the birth story that i had been on call for this mom for a long time i was with her through her last birth kim was with her through her first birth this was her third baby Mm -hmm. and i was really excited to go on her birth but then a family thing came up and i was like i have to go to town she also went to 41 weeks with a third t- baby, which none of us anticipated, but did that's not what anticipate sometimes. So, so that's why you went. Yes. So, I think Kim should tell the first part since you were involved in the first part. So first of all, I love this person. I love her as a friend. Not we just all a client. love you. You're yeah. Awesome. So, so we have like a friend group text. Yeah. It's crazy because some, some friends that I have now started out as clients, which you're like, Oh, is that even allowed? But sometimes yeah. you just meet people and you're like, you must be in my life. Anyway, she's amazing, but very short, I will say in a very short summary with her first birth, she had a fantastic prenatal time and her labor started out awesome, but she um, developed sudden onset eclampsia during her birth. And so it was very, it was so traumatic. It was so awful. She's just the most like, like they homestead half the time. You know what I mean? They like, they, they grow their own veggies and they have animals and she's so she's healthy. very intentional about life and her decision. So it was a transfer to the hospital, which so is, it was a transfer to the hospital usually. But here's the thing. I, I know she would love for me to include this part. Her blood pressure started to go up out of nowhere. I thought maybe she was just nervous because, you know, she was progressing so well and she knew the baby was, was going to be there soon. So I didn't know if maybe she was just getting nervous, but then she started to get a headache. Mm -hmm. So then we tried to kind of reason through that a little bit. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, "Ah, I'm going to have to transfer her. Like your blood pressure is going up. You have a headache. This, this, it's just not, these signs aren't good. It's no bueno. No bueno. But I didn't want to transfer her because. It's so uncommon. So it's really hard to like trust that that's happening because yeah. like that yes. doesn't really happen a lot. And my mid my, my midwife brain was going, is this preeclampsia setting in? And my love for her brain was going, don't you dare take her to the hospital. This would destroy her birth. Like this is not what she wants. So all of a sudden her son 
um, the heart rate, the fetal heart tones shot up to 180 shot up. And I was like, Oh, that's like one, two, three. Boom. Right. That was the third tick. And I said, I can, I can look at your blood pressure and reason through that. But your kid's heart rate is out of control. I have to transfer you now. I have to. So we transferred to the hospital and when we got there, they're looking at her and they hooked her up to the monitor right away. And I was like, the heart tones are in the 180s, close to 190. Like, I don't know what's happening. Baby was fine. 120s. The nurse literally looked at me and said, I don't know why you're here. She's Ugh. fantastic. And I was like, oh, really? Well, then what is her blood pressure? Well, they put the cuff on. Her blood pressure, her blood pressure had climbed to a very unsafe number. So they started Considering her, her normal is also like super so low. low, like so <laughs> low. So they put the blood pressure cuff on and I could tell by the nurse. I didn't have to see the numbers. The nurse was like, oh shit. Like, yeah, this is why you're here. So, um, my assistant, my student, Tiffany was with me and they got her all settled in. Everything was fine. She's doing great. She did not want an epidural. She just wanted to like keep laboring. Everything was fine. And we hadn't eaten. So we walked downstairs to grab a bite to eat and um chelsea was with us our friend chelsea who was also there to take pictures it was a birth photographer she texted me that she had started seizing while we were downstairs and she said because she is a nurse chelsea's a nurse she said i looked at her and i knew it was about to happen because she just did the telltale signs so tiffany and i are like we were laughing we were laughing about something and walking back and i have goosebumps because i was like god damn it like of all the people so we literally like raced through the hospital back upstairs so she was fine she was fine they got everything under control she stayed like eight centimeters for a very long time Mm -hmm. but she ended up with a vaginal birth she pushed for a while she refused like she was just like i am not giving up i can do this the doctor that came in was so supportive in my eyes like she ended up having a fantastic vaginal birth but i'll tell you what that was traumatizing it was really traumatizing it traumatized her her poor sweet husband who was there when she sees she he was there the whole time i was traumatized because i grew to really really like i knew her before she was pregnant i like love this person and to know i knew what she wanted and she got the opposite Mm -hmm. and so it was horrible it was Mm -hmm. horrible and i did her postpartum care and we're still friends until today but when she got pregnant the second time Mm -hmm. You know, Sorry. When she got <laughs> pregnant. The way you said that you said we were friends until today. No, until They're still friends. They got in a fight today. They got, in, a fi- they got a fight today. We fought today. <laughs> we're still, we'll, we're, today, we're still friends. We're still friends. But when she got pregnant with her second baby, I knew, I, like, I knew right away that I would not be the provider for her. She needed her. something different. She needed something different. I needed her to not need And it wasn't me. like a lack of trust in no. you. It was just like needing to switch up her story to get yes. a different outcome. And I and I and I was like I'm probably the huge face for her trauma even though I didn't cause the trauma like I got it. So so she used another provider with her second but hired Jess as a doula and hired yeah, Jess as a doula, as a doula. Yep. and I was like, "Oh, thank goodness. Now I can love and support her from a distance. Like mm-hmm. just be aware yeah. of what's going on." And that on. pregnancy was a little weird. Some weird things happened like but her birth ended up being like super textbook awesome home birth. There was still some disappointment yeah. in that birth. Yes, but for her there was some like disappointment. She, 
she yeah. she had like she recognizes that she like had her home birth yes. and there was like redemption in that but there was still some things about that but she would have wanted to do as far as her body like working like her body rocked it she had a fast birth like she, she didn't was have amazing any of and she felt issues. so comfortable jess and just felt super well supported and so when she got pregnant for the third time and hired meredith as a midwife with jess as a backup i will say honestly i had no intention of being at the birth being at, at this birth because to me i was like i can't i cannot i'll be your backup but i don't ask me to go and i because i don't want to ruin her birth i just felt like if i walked into that birth space it would be ruined and i and had we, every intention of being at that birth and like so did i, I was, like i'm gonna be on call for the long haul exactly and so there was no it was gonna be meredith kim, and jess and there's no reason for kim to have to attend it because like i didn't have any other moms in the window at that time so like it was gonna be me and Jess, but then the COVID Enter thing and your grandma, my grandma, and... crazy crisis. So then we had to start having that hard conversation about having Kim as my backup, potentially attending the birth. And I was like, really, I wasn't nervous about this conversation. Because I was. The mom was amazing, <laughs> and she's like super kind. So no matter what she said, it was going to be delivered in a really safe way. But she immediately was like, "Oh, I love Kim. Like we, we really do generally have like a group text message." Yeah, um, but like, and, and I, I was, didn't think for a second that she that that we didn't love each other. It's just right. It was just like for me, I, being there as a right. I was afraid that if I walked in while she was laboring, all of those memories and feelings would come back, and I didn't want to ruin this. Like what I knew was going to be an amazing yeah. birth for her. I just didn't want to be. I didn't want that to happen. But that's not how she felt, and so she was like, "Yeah, of course. Like I would be so happy with Kim attending." So, anyways. As it turns out, it ended up being me and Kim. Yeah. So I'm so glad you <laughs> talked. The so universe glad. worked that way. Yes. And I'm so glad it did. Yeah. So this poor mom has been having prodromal for like a really long time, but she hasn't been giving it a lot of weight or value because she really wanted to have her baby on the 24th. It like that was, there was no question. Oh, yeah. Both of her other babies went, were born on the 24th I of the month. I went to visit her and she was like... So, so I'm going to say, like, I'm going to put it out there, honestly. Like, I went to visit her, and, like, I knew as soon as she had her baby, I was like, I'm going to be off call. I haven't been off call at all. All this stuff has been going on with Meredith and her grandma. And so I was like, she had her last baby in her 39th week. She's probably going to do that again. We and all I, thought it was going to be like 39. And I went to her house, and she was like, well, I... We passed July 24th, and so now we have to wait to August 24th. And I was like... Which was 41. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> but really, she was thinking, I want to be at this birth so badly. I but support that. <laughs> my entire summer just flashed before my eyes. <laughs> and also, like, would a mom of a third-time baby really want to be pregnant to 41 weeks? Like, I wasn't convinced yeah, that she was going to want to be I pregnant that I was not either, <laughs> but she rocked it, and she stayed pregnant she to 41 weeks. But then the 24th came and went. And she was so devastated. Yeah. We were all confused. We were I was all, like, we all we can't believe ourselves it. Was I was like, happen. I really thought it was going to happen. Which is so funny, because we also say that third babies do whatever the fuck they want, so I don't know why we thought. Listen, I woke up on the morning of the 24th. I came home on the 24th because we all thought right. she was going to have a baby. And I just, I grabbed my phone expecting a picture of her with the baby. I literally yeah. thought that's what, and I looked and I was like, oh no, there's no picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because I thought she would call you guys at midnight on the 24th. No, I did too. And so, yeah, 24th came and went and we had to work through that and it was fine. Cause the thing with this client that I love is that if both of us like didn't cry in a visit, I knew I wasn't doing something right in the sense that like, <laughs> we're both just like emotional people that need like to cry about our feelings sometimes. So it was great. It was a perfect relationship. 
in my mind at least um <laughs> and so anyways so 24th goes 25th comes right and so enter jessica's and Jess family like, i engagement. need to go somewhere on the 25th Maybe she'll stay pregnant for two more days. I'll well, literally be back in two days. Also, you were also like really hoping she'd go into labor on the evening of the 24th. No, I was so even like, I will literally come left. to the birth. I don't need to leave at a specific time. I will literally come to the birth if she goes into labor any time before I get into my car. And you th- I think you got in your car like an hour before she called, right? Maybe. Maybe not even that. Yeah. Because I, te- I think I texted you from the gas station before I left. And you're, and I always said, I was like, I just texted her and I explained to her that I have to go out of town. And she didn't answer me. And you, and Kim was like, she's doing great. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> because because I was supposed to leave at 6 a.m. And it didn't happen because of JST, Je- Just Standard Time and all yeah. that Jessica stuff. Standard Time. Of course. And so um, I was like, wait, what? Is she in labor right but now? But this is how it went, though. So Literally, she texted me at like maybe eight, seven thirty that morning, and was like, "Irregular contractions all night, like nothing really happening." And then by ten, she was like, "They're every three minutes, and they're intense." But I need you to come now. She's still texting me through them, so I was like, "Oh, okay, let's do this." And of course, that's just this mom. Of course, she can text in between contractions because like we show up and she's like laughing and rocking it oh out. we like, just chit chatted right until she got into the tub yeah it was when she stopped talking that we were like okay and i joked about but it but it took too. a long time to but get then there. i realized and, yeah because she talked through like i'm pretty sure she was talking and laughing through transition she was absolutely was but yeah. then i realized jess wasn't in any of those texts I was so not. when she text when she said like <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, she's doing great. Meredith literally texted me and said, could you please let her know before you leave that you're going? Well, because I assumed that you were going to leave super early. So I was like, she's gone. Like, I don't want to make her feel bad. And so right as I was about to leave, I was like, okay, I texted her that I had to go to town on a family engagement. And then I, and then, and then Meredith and then Kim was like, she's doing amazing. I said, I think we're about to start pushing. And And Jess was like, what? Is she, so in hindsight, would you, Are would you, you have come if we had texted you then? Probably. Which honestly, though, how I have to say, we're going to get to this point of the story, though. I think Kim was meant to be there. And I almost felt that way. I almost felt like the universe was saying, like, it's meant to go that yeah. way. So anyways, so it's funny. So this birth for me was actually the first I can think of where instead of like when I'm driving, practicing like resuscitation patterns on my steering wheel, I was tapping on it going, don't touch the baby mare. Don't touch the baby. Oh, yes. did you guys do resuscitation? No, 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 no but no, no, when no, I go no. to birth, just like yeah. just to feel fresh, I like practice like resuscitation patterns yeah. on my steering wheel. Okay, this baby, I was like, don't touch it because she didn't want. She don't wanted touch this baby to it's like deliver her, her own baby. Well, I could say her name. You can bleep right? it out. No, I, I told her we wouldn't put names. Oh, bleep that we'll out. Bleep it, bleep it out. out. Okay, so, yeah. so she, yeah, that was like her. This was her, her, her like ultimate redemption birth of like I'm catching this baby. Yeah. It's going to be great. That was my only rule. And so when when I got there, because we just left at the same time, I was like, I'm not missing this birth. If I'm getting called to this birth, I'm getting called for a reason, and I'm leaving right now. And I did. Well, thank God you did, because, I mean, we weren't there for long. We were not there for very long. Mm -hmm. But it was so weird, because I was so worried, not worried... I felt really good about going, but I didn't realize how emotional I would feel when I walked into her birth space. So when I walked in and she was leaning over the bed and you were rubbing her back, my eyes just filled with because tears. Because it was reigniting memories for you yes, too. Yes. It just filled, like my whole eyes filled with tears and I was like, oh God, 
god i'm sorry i'm really emotional and if i start crying then i apologize and she was like oh it's totally fine if you cry it's to- i i totally get it and i'm like uh Aww. no it's okay i didn't you were close but I was you did very not. close yeah but then i decided like i'm just gonna stay back in the corner because i just didn't want her to look up and see me and get worried but that's not at all honestly that's not what I you know did that- though it was great you like joked with her and laughed with her yes and we, like, we all chatted and it was awesome but when it when shit got real when she stopped because she's so funny and her husband is so funny but she, i knew she was waiting for that tub and i kept telling her husband when she gets into the tub the baby's coming out so just like if you just be ready because it's it's coming mm-hmm. and he's like okay and we joke back and forth because you know her husband and i have a very special oh my gosh i love watching relationship his only goal <laughs> When Kim walks into a room is to like make her cry and tear her down, but like in such a fun way. He and I don't there's so much love and mutual. He respect had such there. a good one while she was in between pushing uh-huh. and I was like, Oh Yeah, that, that was one good. caught you off. He guard. got me. He got me good. But so it was just so cool. So she got in the tub and we all chit chatted until that did moment. Such a good job supporting her. He was too. just he was right amazing. face to face, like right there. But when she got in the tub is when I sat behind. Like I just wanted to be up on that little couch away yeah. and letting you do all the midwife stuff Which while, was while I was just there. I just wanted to be there. One of my favorite moments was towards the end when like you could tell baby was on its way. And I said, Kim, can you hand me a washcloth for rectal pressure? And you said, no, why? You're not touching that baby. Yeah. And then I didn't. I refused. <laughs> what? Yep. And nope. she didn't need it. The baby didn't drop to the last one. Anyways, I just like needed a job because that's me. Yeah. And I just kindly refused to give her what she wanted so she wouldn't fuck up the one oh, and only job she gosh. had. <laughs> so I kept my hands on her lower back and then I looked down and there was that a baby in the tub. bulge was amazing. Her, her bulge lower was, back. Oh, that was actually one of the most. Yeah. Her. You could her feel sacrum. the baby bulging out her sacrum. And it was so I beautiful love that and obvious. And then all of a sudden it was gone. You could just tell the baby's and head then the baby dropped. was yep. in the tub. It was so, so when I did, cool. when I did heart tones, and when I was when I leaned over to do the heart tones, the one time, the one time I did them in the tub, I looked down and the bulge was gone, and I was like, "So, um, are you feeling some increased pressure down there? Because I think maybe you are." She goes, "Oh, it's happening," and I was like, Aww. "Yeah, I thought so." Because there was no bulge. Like yeah, the, the bulge had just left. Yeah, so I was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna sneak back away now." <laughs> Walking, moonwalk. I'm moonwalking I backwards. Though, I think you're under, like recognizing. Listen. So I tend to get really quiet. <laughs> your chicken is trying to bite your face off. <laughs> oh my god! Can you hear that? <laughs> it's on my window. It's flapping at my window. <laughs> Listen, I was. This is how I knew I was so stoked and excited to be there. You gave me one job, one. I'm sorry. I just want to get a picture. What was your one job? She gave me one job. When the baby came out, I was to shut off the air condition. Yeah. Air conditioner. The AC. When the baby comes out. So she looks at me and she goes, your only job is to, and I'm like, what? Why do you keep saying that? I'm not going to fuck up my only job. I'll hit a button. It's not hard. No, I'm saying that because I forget the freaking fan every single time. Well, guess what I didn't do? I was so excited that this birth was so beautiful. I just stood there. I just literally stood there going, "Ah, you're so amazing. That was so beautiful. And And she goes, could you turn off the AC? And I was like, oh, (laughs) damn it. And not only that, that. but I also didn't hand her a blanket. I didn't hand her a baby blanket. 
Okay, I did nothing. No, but here's so here's Kim though, right? So like I've noticed as a person, I get really quiet during births. Like I'm horrible at verbalizing what's going on. I'm horrible at like telling people what I need. Kim like stepped in and was like, okay, you might start feeling some pressure at this point, which she needed. She told me that yeah. she needed oh, verbalizations of what was going on. And, and so you, you forget stepped it. in and you did forgot that. To, I said forget it. I just said forget it. I forget it. it to do it. And then the baby like was totally fine, <laughs> like needed to pink up a little bit. And Kim immediately was like, just so you know, like your baby's fine. Like they just need to pink up a little bit. And I didn't say anything out loud, but that's what she needed. And, and you then did I that picked for up her. his little butt cheeks just needed to go Aww. up in the air. But I was so excited to be there while a baby emerged from her vagina. That, you what, that none of things. us touched. None it of, just came she, into the Okay, tub. so let's go back. I had done heart tone. She started pushing. And then we have no idea when the head came out. We have no idea when anything nope. else came out. <laughs> and I just looked down. And there's there's like a leg in the water and I like couldn't help myself. I like found myself reaching the water and I touched the leg and the second I touched it, I pulled my hand back because that wasn't my job. And it was so fast. So then she was in her, she she wanted to catch her baby. She didn't want to like, she didn't want well, to have to pick her baby up immediately because the baby was going towards you. I could right. see that. She, and she shifted her body weight back. So like right. I needed to like guide it. So had you not done leg. that, that you would have had to lift she, the baby up it would have been fine so she was in her hands and knees leaning towards her husband and then when the baby came out she tossed herself like backwards and threw her leg yeah. by herself over the baby oh, and yeah. she reached it down oh, it was just God. like such a birth goddess moment and she, she like verbalized oh, from her second so birth amazing. that she like needed a moment yeah you know like she needed that moment after the baby came out to just like recenter into herself and be a human yeah and so like that's when i made myself put my hand back because i was like she just she needs a moment. Needs a moment. Her baby is fine. Like, she'll pull it out. And then tell them what she... Oh, she said it. Oh, she did. I almost teared up on that part. That was... She, I did she tear just, up. She just said, I did it. I did I it. She did that, that like, beautiful, moment. I did it moment. That's so, my favorite And I watched moment. all this from, like, standing. And I was standing back a few feet because I didn't want to be in that I space. That but she Plus did. she was she turning was, off the AC in it. I was supposed to, and I didn't. <laughs> but she just, like... She just... From, from squatting to... Tossing herself back, she I saw her leg Laugh, come up. The whole thing. She reached down, she brought that baby up, and she was just like, "I did it!" And oh I was like, god. "Oh my god, you did!" You know, I'm all like emotional, doing nothing helpful at all. I literally did nothing, and Meredith's right there, and and I didn't do. She had to like get the stethoscope. I was driving. You were driving. Yeah, it was so amazing. It was so beautiful. It was so great. It was perfect. I and it was really it. cold because the birth assistant forgot to turn <laughs> off the AC. But you know what? That baby's temperature was stable the entire it was. time. Oh, my God. That birth story was probably one of my favorite birth stories of the week Me we've ever done. Too. Also, I, like, I was just, as we were telling the story, I was like, man, we are like really invested in the story because we are like freaking out. We are but going in way moment, over time in it. Way I have over to time. say, in that moment, <laughs> so real. and this is just a selfish comment, something in me healed in that moment yeah. like something Aww. in me just like and that's why i just couldn't but i was too, too invested you said her husband said something to you after the birth he did he Are just you okay he, with saying that no no okay because i don't even think he knows that he he just made a comment to allude to like well now i really like you yeah but that's just how it he was is like he likes to healing pick, in the he relationship likes to pick on me so i think he made a comment and maybe it was just because it was meant so much to me yeah. to be there that I took what he said and made it something. So it was a healing I don't know. for you. It was, it was healing so healing for, for me. Oh. I don't know if it was healing for them. I don't know. But for me, yeah. it really was. Well, and now, I'm healing the clumped. I know. It was so awesome. Was and then perfect. I, I also, ate their food. They had their baby like 
in the sunroom. So there was like all this beautiful light flooding beautiful in the room. Light. I think their entire room was windows. Yeah. And then this cool storm came through like while she was transitioning and then it went away and it was sunny. That storm was not cool. I drove through it. It was very stressful. Well, in where we were, it was not <laughs> stressful. It and I did a big quote. And that's it's my fault that it came out with a penis. Yes. <laughs> It was a boy. It was a boy. Yeah, it's another so, boy. This was like my very favorite birth story that we've ever done, but we also need to wrap this episode up. Wrap really it up. Wrap like it up. Because we're going way over time. Right. Um, so what do we have to say? So basically I feel like our taglines from this are that you we don't, don't know shit. We don't know anything about birth. We don't know anything about when people will give birth. We don't know anything about anything. All we can do is be embrace it. Make estimations about the things we've seen before we can really just do our best be in the moment be aware of what's going on and act accordingly and support moms at, at yes. where they're at um and the only other thing that we have to say is cheers, cheers. classic so much plastic <laughs> <laughs>